Good morning, DCN. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. It's a day that we didn't conjure up. It's a day that we didn't earn. It's a day that God has given to us by his grace. And we embrace it, accept it, and we are glad for it. Amen? Amen. Can you all hear me okay? <clears throat> if I can have my volume up a bit, that'd be great. That'd be great. Thank you. We're in the series of going all in. Going all in. All in means what? It's like a, a child diving into the pool, doing a what? A cannonball. It's going all in. And then he gets everyone wet, which is a good thing. And last week we celebrated uh, our baptism celebration. How many were here to witness that? It was wonderful, beautiful, so, so good to see people proclaim their faith in Jesus Christ, dying with him, and then rising again to new life with him, through him, and by him. And uh, my hope and desire is that we won't have... Um, a week without baptisms. It'll just be here. <laughs> Every week, people get saved, get baptized, they're discipled, and then we grow, and then we send people out. We'll, we'll grow, and then we'll send people out to have more churches and have more missions and to see God's kingdom in the North Shore area and beyond. I'm excited for that day. We'll, we'll not have room in here, so we'll just have to keep on expanding and, and God's glory will shine and we will see him and worship him. You know, one of the joys that I have is, as preaching, as, as the preacher, but also as the worship leader here, is that when I see you worship, it inspires me to worship God. And I think it, it's that wonderful relationship that God is looking for that as we worship him and say, yes, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Yes, today looks bleak. Yes, yesterday was bleak as well. But because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know, I know, I know who holds the future. He sees it. He has it in the palm of his hand. He's the sustainer and Lord of all. And because we trust him, we can trust him. And that gives us motivation for living today. God is so good. Amen? Amen? Please turn with me in your Bibles today to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. We have been in this passage for quite a while, but this is the prayer that our Lord Jesus Christ taught his disciples. We know it as the Lord's Prayer, but it's actually the disciples' prayer because our Lord Jesus Christ doesn't need to ask for forgiveness of sins. He has none, but it's our prayer. It's the disciples' prayer. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 to 13 is our passage for today. And many of you have um, memorized this portion of scripture. Good for you, good for you. Keep engraving the scripture in your hearts because like David says in Psalm 119, I have kept your word in my heart so that I may not sin against you. Would you rise with me? Matthew chapter six, verse nine. To 13. And today I want to read in harmony, in unison. I know some of us have different versions of the Bible, that's okay. But let's read together the Word of God as an act of worship. This is a beautiful thing. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Debbie. All right. <laughs> Starting from verse 9. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. 
Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Amen. You may take your seats. Uh, Father, we come in Jesus' name asking that the presence and power of your Holy Spirit will illuminate our hearts to receive your word, your truth, the bread of life, and the nourishment from heaven so that we may be renewed, revitalized, restored, and redeemed. For your glory we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Today we are going to be focusing on one verse, and it's Matthew chapter 6, verse 11. You probably have memorized this verse. Give us today our daily bread. Thank you, Lewis. Excellent. Our daily bread. How many of you like bread? Okay. I like bread too. Today, what we're going to do is I'm going to focus on, on one verse, and we're going to focus on each word in the order that it comes out in the Greek. And I, I just kind of put up this Greek slide in front of you. That's what Greek looks like. I, I'm not asking you to read it or understand it. I've done some of the heavy lifting for you, but that's what we're going to do. All right. The first word I'm going to focus on is bread. I like bread. Many of us like bread. Uh, for Asians, bread looks like uh, rice. For people in Africa, bread looks like maize and corn. So it's, it's nourishment. It's food in general. And Jesus is telling his disciples to pray for this. And this prayer, Matthew 6 verse 11, is the fourth petition in the Lord's Prayer. The first petition was what? Hallowed be your name. Second, thy kingdom come. Third, thy will be done. That's all concerning God, our relationship to him and with him and praising him. Make your name holy, God. Not that we make his name more holy. It's just help us to have that posture in our lives to make your name holy. And then your, your kingdom come. May your rule and reign be supreme in my life and our lives. And then your will, your will is his plan of salvation and sanctification anchored in love. And today, the fourth petition begins with bread. And I, I like Jesus because he, I think he likes bread too. Because I, I know that in the Bible with his disciples, they, they had food together. And uh, I, I know that Jesus enjoyed the time with his disciples sitting around the table and enjoying one another's company. So this week, I had the privilege of being able to visit uh, one of our parishioners. He's, uh, he's a shut-in, so he's not able to join us on Sunday mornings. But I, I visited him because I, I want to bring the church to him, right? So we had a good conversation. And at the end of the conversation, my friend says, you know, I miss church. I said, oh. And, you know, 
being a pastor and all and a preacher, maybe he's missing my preaching or something, you know? So, <laughs> or he's missing the music or he's missing, you know, the fellowship. And he said to me, Elisha, I miss those donuts. <laughs> I miss those donuts. I said, yes. Um, what kind of donuts do you like? I'll bring them next time. And he said, Boston cream and yes so that's what i'm going to do next time i visit but isn't it fascinating that people who come to church and they have all sorts of reasons why maybe you're here because it's something that's part of your sunday morning routine or it's because your daughter kept on nagging you to come or your mom kept on nagging you to come whatever reason people come to church to worship god but there are other things that people are drawn towards and, and bread is one of those things too i i like to come to church on a sunday morning and i i see the nice spread of food that we have and it's it's good and we eat together, and I love our potlucks. We, we have some really good cooks in our church. Uh, I don't know about you, but for me, I, I enjoy food. It's a blessing from heaven. So we, we just sit together and we eat. And Jesus, in Matthew 6, verse 11, is talking to his disciples to pray, give us today our daily bread. Jesus is recognizing that we have physical bodies, that we need food and nourishment to, to live, for sustenance. And I think the disciples, when they heard Jesus teaching them, give us today our daily bread, I think their thoughts went back into history, history of their own, the Jewish people, the Israelites, going back to Exodus, the time when the Israelites were in bondage in Egypt and God led them out. But in order for them to get to the promised land, they had to go through what? The wilderness. The wilderness. Um, <laughs> I, I am not an avid camper, but I, I like being outside. And more times than not, I hurt myself do, trying to do stuff that I'm not really used to doing. But nonetheless, the Israelites were out on this massive, massive camping trip. And is there food in the desert? No. So they began to say, oh, God, we are hungry. We had all the food we wanted in Egypt. Now you've let us out, and now we're going to die because we don't have any food. So what does God do? God provides. Exodus 16, verse 4 says, I, this is God speaking, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. I will rain down bread from heaven for you and he does and um, <laughs> they they call it uh, the, the bread from heaven they call it what manna manna very good very good and in in the original text manna means what is it they didn't know what it was so <laughs> what is it oh let's call it what is it okay what is it bread okay <laughs> so god has given us what is it bread okay and they they are just like wow they wake up and they pick up the manna and they're able to nourish their bodies. Who provides for us is the question that I want to propose to you. Who provides bread for you? Nourishment. Who provides for you? Now, 
One of the things that I'll tell you in church, whenever the preacher asks a question, if you say Jesus, it's pretty close to the answer. Because Jesus says in John that I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. So whoever eats of me will not go hungry. And whoever believes in me will not go thirsty. And I think for us in this day and age, when we live in a culture that's just so full of food, wherever you go, you go to the supermarket, food. You go to McDonald's to buy a Big Mac, right? Not McDonald's to get a Whopper. <laughs> you, have, you have food, it's available for you. We don't recognize how that food is coming to our table. We don't recognize who is providing for us. And I think it's important for us to remember this this morning. The bread that nourishes our bodies comes from the maker of heaven and earth. And the bread that our souls need so desperately is Jesus himself. He is the bread of life. Now you might think, what on earth are you telling me? Jesus is the bread of life, so we eat of him and we eat from him? Yes, trust me, it's true. Why? Because Jesus said so. He says, I am the bread of life. So how do you eat this bread of life every day in your lives? You don't see it. It's not tangible. It's not like the communion bread that we're going to have in a moment. How do you do that? Well, we, we get nourished from this. And you may tire from me preaching about the Bible, but I, I have no other sources. The 66 books of the Bible is God's word. And in John 1, we know the word became flesh and he dwelt among us. In one of the translations, we know that it says, Jesus moved into our neighborhood. So devour the word. Devour the word. Read it. Memorize it. Handwrite it. Devour the word because Jesus is our living bread. Let's go to the, the next uh, word that we're looking into. The next word is, give us today our our daily bread. Why doesn't Jesus say, just pray for your own bread? So my, my daily bread, right? Just for me. All about me, myself and I. You know, the seagulls. Me, 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 my, my, mine, mine, my, my, my son. <laughs> he loves saying me. It's all about me, mine. And um, we have to share, Leo. No, mine, mine. So... Now he's come up with a new word because I, I keep on telling him to share. And he says, mind share, mind share. You have to share with me. <laughs> oh, that boy, he's so smart. <laughs> share with me, mind share, mind share, right? But God, in his mercy, uh, is teaching us to pray our daily bread. Give us today our there's a communal aspect to this prayer. It's not about all about me being selfish. It's actually being selfless. See, back in the wilderness when people were collecting the manna, guess what? If you have an old person trying to collect, what is it bread? You remember, what is it bread? The, the, the miracle bread from heaven. 
An old person could only gather so much. But vigorous people, right? Young people can gather a lot. So we know through the word that no one lacked any food. What does that mean? Well, it means that they shared the food. The younger people who had more said, hey, friend, let's share this. And the older, the wiser, would probably give them advice about marriage, about rearing children. So there was this beautiful interaction of fellowship. Our daily bread. God wants our community to pray for one another. One of the things that really excites me that is happening right here, right now, is that we are seeing the fruit of this prayer, our daily bread. Okay, our. Why? One of our own, very own, uh, she, she has come up with an idea that we need a food pantry in this church. Why? Because it's our daily bread. Even within this body, we may have people that are struggling, right? You get laid off or something's happened. Your tire pops, so you need to buy new tires. And, you know, it just gets tight. So we, we are collecting, we are gathering, and we are putting it in a room, and we are sorting it out so that you can just come in to the food pantry, and if you're lacking, don't worry. It's our daily bread. So come. Come. Let's share food. Yeah, we've collected a bit more manna here. So if you need it, please. And then the vision is that for that to expand into the community. What about the people in our community that need food? That they're hungry? Again, our daily bread. God wants to share. And this word, our, I believe, is the heart of God. God is a missionary God. <laughs> God is a missionary God who wants our communities to blossom because we exist in this town, in this county, in this region, from us. So the blessing comes to us and now we can bless others. Not that we are like, okay, we're all millionaires and we just have money to burn or something. No, 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 no. From the, the small that we have, right? From what we have, we begin to share it. We begin to become Jesus in the community because we become those who disadvantage ourselves for the advantage of others. So that's happening in our midst. For those who have food, non-perishable food, please donate it to the food pantry. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Becky. You're going to do it, right? Yeah, you're going to do it. Excellent, excellent. It's not my daily bread. It's not your daily bread. It's our daily bread. That's God's plan. He wants us to fellowship, to be together, to be always looking out and thinking, hmm, yeah, they had a baby, so they must need food. Yeah, I think we should have a plan for them. So what does our church do? We visit this family, different families, right? Uh, make food and they bring it to this family and we show love we show care we show that we love them oh a family is going through a tough time so we we help them our daily bread but then this word our is at the beginning of this prayer how does this prayer begin our father 
So if we all have the same father, what does that make us? Family. Siblings. Siblings sometimes fight. Siblings sometimes get along. I love you. Urgh. This is me with my baby brother, right? Urgh, you know, and then he's all upset, but I still love you, you know? <laughs> we, we are a family of God. But how can God become our father? Through our big brother, Jesus Christ, who is teaching us this prayer. Jesus made a way so that our relationship with God could have uh, this beautiful relationship that's been forgiven, that's been given to us in a very, very special way. We don't earn it. I need to do more good. I need to kind of um, look good when God's looking at me, and I'll do whatever I like when he's not looking at me. Uh, Newsflash, God's always looking at you. He loves you. He loves you. I can't keep my eyes off of my wife. I love her. She's not in the room right now, but she's in there serving children. I love my son. I, I look at him. I'm like, wow, how can this life be? He's just a masterpiece from God. He's from heaven. Don't you feel the same way about your children, your beloved, your family, sometimes? <laughs> Hour is what Jesus is teaching us. Let's be a community. Let's be family. And that's why I love our potlucks. We gather together as family. And we get to just share our times together. We grow. Moving on. Daily. Give us today our daily bread. So this is a prayer for every week. Correct? No, yes. Every day every day I mean if I said to my mom she says you know you got to eat this Elisha and I said mom I don't need to eat that I had that meal seven days ago so I'm not going to have that again it's it's nothing of that sort nourishment food for our bodies is something that we need every every single day the problem is we forget how many of you forget to eat I'm going to lower my hand because I don't forget to eat. <laughs> I don't forget. I, I take it very seriously. When it's noontime, lunchtime. When it's 6 p.m., dinner time. And then breakfast. So good. So good. God has blessed me so much that I can have three meals a day. Isn't that awesome? Oh, thank you, Jesus, that I get to have that. Do you know the reason why Jesus blesses me to have three meals a day? It's because God wants me to live out the first petition of this prayer, which is to hallow his name. Follow me, okay? If my stomach is grumbling and so hungry, I can't give my energy and my focus to hallowing his name, praising his name, worshiping his name, glorifying his name. So what does God do in his compassion? He gives me food. He takes care of the grumbling. And then I'm able to worship him. I'm able to pray. I'm able to say, God, thank you. Because you're taking care of my needs and I'm able to focus on what you want me to focus on to glorify you. Why does God bless you with three meals a day? 
I believe it's not any different. It's the same. The first petition, hallow your name, your kingdom come, your will be done. It's all for that. Then here comes the rub. So God gives us food for that purpose, but don't we misuse that energy towards something else? Oh, Pastor Elisha, you, you don't know what you're saying. You know, I try. In my head, I know that's right, reading my Bible and praying, all of that. But sometimes I just need downtime. So I'm just going to binge watch Netflix for hours on end. And I say, just one more episode. And then that's almost to the end. And then this voice, just one more. Just one more. And then you find out you finished the whole series <laughs> we misuse the energy that God gives us and put it in a direction to a different purpose. And this morning, I'd like to encourage all of us to think about, okay, God's given me energy and food and nourishment in my body. Where should that be directed? Towards him. And if you feel the conviction in your heart this morning, that's a good thing. I'm not calling anyone out because I don't watch over you watching Netflix or Amazon Prime. I don't do that. But God sees each one of us. He sees me and it's convicting me because we have 24 hours in a day. Uh, for eight you sleep, for eight you work. What do you do with the other eight? We have 60 years lifespan. You sleep for 20 years. You work for 20 years. What do you do with 20? Because I believe God wants us to use the time and the energy that God's given us, the resources he's given us for him. It's for him. Because everything we have is from him. Let me explain this to you. If you serve the government or the military, they clothe you. I, I know that because they, they gave me a really nice like blue suit in the Air Force, and I would wear it with pride. They not only fed me, they gave me a house to live, they gave me a stipend, they gave me health insurance so that I could serve the cause. Who's clothing you today? Who's giving you life today? Who's giving you health today? God! If no one... Just, I just feel so passionate about this. There are no words I can get out. God is providing for you. You are breathing in His air. You are living on His planet. But we choose to misuse all of the things that God has given us and just do our thing of going against his purposes. Going against his meaning. His destiny. And because we are a forgetful people, I believe this word is in that. Give us this day our daily, daily bread. Let's move on to give us, give us. Because we are children of the living king, 
who owns everything, who provides, we can pray to him in confidence. God, Daddy, give us. Give it to us. Give it to us. We don't pray, oh, oh God, oh, by the way, sir, uh, can you uh, lend me a loaf of bread? I'll, I'll pay it back with interest. We don't say, lend it to me or borrow it. Can I, can I borrow your bread, God? I'll give it to you back. For us, we cannot generate the kind of sustenance and nourishment God gives us. We can't. So we say, as a child unto the parents, give us, give it to me, God. Give it to us, God, so that we can honor you and glorify you. Give us our daily bread. Many of us lose who we are in God because we live in the world. The world says, you are just a level something. They label you. You are a, a, a worker at Costco, at Market Basket. You, you are just this. Your, your work defines you. Let me say to you, wherever you work, work hard. Why? For the glory of God. To make his name famous. They say, oh, Jason, that guy, yeah, he works really hard. Oh, by the way, he's a, he's a Christ follower. No wonder he works hard. He loves Jesus. And Jason understands that all that he has has come from God. So now he wants to utilize that for God's kingdom, even working hard at his job. And everyone knows it. Oh, yeah, that guy, Mark. Yeah, he's a good firefighter. Why? Because He's a Christ. Oh, no wonder he's a good firefighter. He's so brave and courageous. He will go the extra mile. Why? Because he knows fully that everything he has comes from God. And his identity is secure as a child of God. Oh, yeah, Courtney. Yes, she's a great student. Oh, no wonder she's a Christ follower. She knows that everything she has, the intellect, the mind, and the, and the strength and the vigor comes from God, and she studies hard to glorify him. No wonder. This should be the norm, by the way. This is the norm. Don't, don't go half in. If you're working, go all in. I say to you, in my position as pastor, I am all in. I think about preaching when I go to sleep. I think about praying and preaching when I wake up. I think about each one of you when I come to the Lord. I ache for you when you are going through pain. I, I am just so joyful when you're going through such a good time of blessing. I'm all in. And you know what? I'm so glad that God has given me that opportunity and capability and energy to do so. But, <laughs> my energy ha has a level. It, it's like the fuel gauge in your car. So one is full, one is empty. And sometimes my gauge goes, and then the red light comes on. Right? Have you experienced that? Maybe some of you are running on empty today. We need to get filled up. And again, the daily bread, the word of God, my relationship with God, my connection to him, my rest in him. Ooh, Holy Spirit, my gauge is up. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to pray for people. I'm ready to go visit. I'm ready to evangelize. I'm ready to preach. 
God empowers me and likewise he empowers you. And that's why we pray this every day. The daily bread, it's a daily walk. Just a closer walk with thee every day together holding hands. I, I love it when Leo just raises his arms and says, you know, hold me. That's our posture in our prayer daily. God, Daddy, Appa, hold me. Hold me. And I want to see you at work in this body. I want to see you at work in my workplace, whether it's landscaping, whether it's banking, whether it's marketing. God, I want to see you at work. And I want everyone to see how powerful and great you are through the integrity I bring to the team, through the, the, the purity of my thoughts and my words. Yes, God, have it your way through me. Number five, today. Give us today. I've been thinking a lot about this word, today. This is a word that those who passed away yesterday really wanted to have today. Because life, life is, life is so short. I, I went to a, a funeral service yesterday and it was a wonderful celebration of, of life. But we will miss Rose. We will miss my sister. We will miss my daughter. And at the same time, being in that kind of atmosphere of celebrating life, I put myself in that place. When my life ends, what are people going to say about my life? I don't think that's too important, but it's sobering. I put myself. And it sobered me up real good. Because I, I don't have time to be bitter no more. I, I don't have time to be unforgiving. I, I don't have time to mess around. Life is too short. I do have time to love. I do have time to be the man of God that God has called me to be, the husband that God has called me to be, the dad that God's called me to be, and to live a life with purpose and destiny. That really cleared up a lot of things in my mind. We need a wake-up call, church. Because Life can go just like that. In the Korean Air Force, an F-15 came down. Two pilots died just like that. Fifteen kids died on a trip. Canadian hockey players. Oh, Lord have mercy. Don't take today for granted. Please, please, please. We don't know if tomorrow will come. 
And that's why Jesus says in, in Matthew chapter 6, 34, therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Yes, it's true. It's true. Don't worry. Listen, if Jesus thought and knew that worrying would help you in your situation, Jesus would tell you, truly, truly, I say to you, worry. But do you know what Jesus says in John 14? John 14, verse 1. This is what Jesus says. And I read this chapter almost every day. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In my Father's house and many rooms, if it were not so, I would have told you. I'm going there to prepare a place for you. Listen. God has prepared a mansion for us. Stop playing with your sandcastles. Listen, if you want a Big Mac, you need to go to McDonald's. And last week, my dear brother Brian, he came to the potluck with a McDonald's bag. Six Big Macs. <laughs> he brought six Big Macs. And I had half of one. And it was so good. Listen, if I go for a Big Mac to a Burger King, they'll say, I'm so sorry, we don't have it. We don't carry Big Macs. Listen, the hole inside your heart can only be filled with Jesus. We need to come to Jesus, and he will fill you. At the end of the day, there's something that you're going to every day, day in and day out, and you're not getting it. You're not getting that wholesomeness. You're not getting that peace out of it. You're not getting joy out of it. I know it. I've experienced that. I see myself sometimes being tempted in that direction. But listen, come to Jesus. Because we only have today. Today. Today is the day of salvation. So that word today, give us today our daily bread, Jesus teaches, is something that is really hitting me hard. This week, I've been really, really contemplating and thinking deep and meditating and praying on this. Everyone say this with me. Graced by life. Graced by life. We are graced by life. How many of you are breathing in this room right now? Breathing? If your neighbor is not breathing, please help them out. CPR, okay? <laughs> Call 911. You are breathing. You have life. God has given you life this morning. And God wants to use you for his glory. He wants you to experience his joy. He wants you to experience his kindness. All you need to say is just, yes. Yes, Jesus, I want to follow you. Jesus, I, I kept on going to Burger King for Big Macs and I couldn't find it, but now I have found you. Jesus, I have found you. I want to follow you, continue to follow you, because I am yours and you have continued to love me even when I was in mucky situations. I am still amazed to this day that I have become a mouthpiece for God. <sighs> he saved 
a wretch like me, and now he wants to display his glory through me? Wow. He wants to display his glory through you, through your testimony? Yes, I once was lost, but now I'm found. I once was blind, but now I see. Because you know this? <laughs> Life has defeated death. Do you know this? Light has defeated darkness. Do you know this? Your purpose has destroyed the past memories of failure and fear. So that means I'm a new me. I'm no longer the Elisha who used to bash people with words, cut them down. But now God has renewed me to be a person of encouragement. Encouragement in some ways that people find quite unique. In ways that people say, wow, you have a message. Yes, I do. I used to be so rotten. <laughs> rotten to the core. That's who I was. But Jesus saved me. He, he has sanctified me through his Holy Spirit. And now I have a divine purpose to bring more people into his family. See, I am the beggar that has found the food, the bread of life, Jesus Christ. I have found him. And what I do is say, come guys. Come on, I found the food. Don't starve over there. Don't starve over there. Come, come to Jesus. He is the bread of life. And those who believe in Jesus will never thirst again, John says. So today is the day that you make a decision for Jesus or you continue to go down that path of not-so-goodness. Well, let me rephrase that. Exempt from peace. Exempt from wholeness, love, and pure joy. Exempt from that. Wow, this one verse is so deep, amen? <laughs> Give us today our daily bread. Maybe we could preach on this for 10 years and we would still not get all of it because it's so deep. Give us today our daily bread and I put that in red on purpose because those are the words of Jesus Jesus is teaching us this morning when you pray this remember that I am your provider I know your needs I know that you have a physical body I will provide for you he's saying to us it's a communal prayer it's not just looking out for yourself look for others Ask them, are you okay, brother? Are you okay, sister? It's a prayer that we need to pray daily. And we can ask boldly, give us. Give it to us, God. And do you know what I'm praying for also with the daily bread? I'm praying, give us revival, God. Amen. <laughs> give us a passion for your name. Give us you, because when God is in the house, there needs no marketing. Because wherever there's a fire, I'm going for it. Well, Mark also goes to fires because he needs to <laughs> take them out. But 
the revival fire of God. Give it to us, God. We need you. And then today, the beauty of today, if you are harboring bitterness against someone today, go make it right today. Go forgive them today. Go give them a hug today and say, I'm sorry. Because tomorrow, who knows? Jesus might come tonight and we would all say, come, Lord Jesus, come. Amen. But as long as we have life, we have a mission of reconciliation. Reconciliation. Make it right. Oh, but that person wronged me a little bit too more. They need to say sorry to me. Stop it, please. Please. That's like Leo saying, mind share. It's all about me. Mind share. You know, it's, it's mine, but you need to share with me. You go make it right. And if they are no longer living, write a letter or something to make it right. Get it out of your system. There is no time for harboring bitterness, anger, rage. There is no time for it. Today is the day of salvation. Say yes to Jesus today, today, today. And my outlook on life is changing. I, I give my wife an, an extra uh, couple of seconds hugging. I, I give my, my son an extra couple of seconds of it's that I love you son and I, I'm going to enjoy every moment I have with you you're my child God's gift from heaven and then I look at you guys wow I love you guys you guys all of you are so precious in the eyes of God created in God's image you have infinite value infinite value no matter you no matter of your education or background of your circumstances whether you've been to prison or not it doesn't matter God puts infinite value in you he loves you wow the creator of the universe loves you what more do you want what more do you need and with that, I, I give you this challenge this morning. Make it right. If you know something is wrong, make it right. And if you know that you have hidden sin in your heart, make it right today with God. Come to him. Give us today our daily bread. Jesus, we ask you every day of our lives that we would Eat of you the living bread and drink from you the living water so that streams of living water will flow from our stomachs, O oh God, so that the world may see this hope that we carry in you, the resurrection hope. For God so loved the world, he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. We believe your words are true and amen this morning. And I pray that we would be the expression of this magnificent hope we have in you. Christ in me is the hope of glory. And when we live out our lives in Christ-likeness, that hope is shared with those who are hungering and thirsty for that kind of hope. 
So use us, use this body to that end, O oh God. We want to go all in because life is so short. And it doesn't matter if we're in our 70s or 80s. While we have life, we have a mission of redemption. So help us to jump in. Jump into the grace, grace of God. We love you. We thank you for your word that is so rich. May your Holy Spirit help us to apply these words that we have learned today. In your precious name we pray. Amen.